And joining us on the line is economist Andrew Pyle from the Pyle Group, Scotia Wealth Management. Andrew, great to talk to you. And uh, boy, these are, are crazy times. But as we lead up to the U.S. election, uh, I know that you said that that causes a lot of people to kind of hold. What did the stock markets look like these days? Well, it's really interesting, John and Mel, is that the markets, you know, in the last little while have shown improvement uh, on the basis of a couple of things. One is this this view that there is going to be uh, some type of stimulus package for the U.S. Now, over the weekend, we had more news on that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, leader of the House Democrats and the White House, appear to have set this new deadline for Tuesday uh, for some type of a deal on getting additional stimulus uh, into the U.S. economy. Uh, but the markets themselves feel that it doesn't really matter if we get it before the election or we wait for after the election, possibly if we have a new administration. So that's really fueled stocks. It's feeling to me just like it did late August, where we didn't care about the pandemic, even though it was getting worse, and the economy really wasn't getting a lot better, yet markets were soaring. And it feels that way to me now as we've got two more weeks before the election. Now, even before the pandemic, we were talking about weird things like this, where the stock market is doing well when all the indicators say it shouldn't. Is this a sign that the system is broken? No, it's a sign. I think that, you know, people are very optimistic about a recovery, whether that means, John, that they're optimistic that we'll get a vaccine soon and therefore we'll get out of the pandemic and the economy will be allowed to grow again. Um, or they're just, you know, exuberant because central banks around the world are providing tons and tons of excess liquidity um, that really is fueling this drive for for risk. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, if I keep interest rates near to zero and if I keep, you know, GIC rates at 1% long enough, people will eventually say, I've got to go buy stocks because that's the only place I can actually get a better return. And that's what we've seen this year. Mm. Um, even though the economy, I mean, at the end of the day, is improving, but not improving at the rate, to your point, John, that the markets are suggesting. And, and at the end of the day, all this money that the governments and, and are, are doling out, they, that's got to be paid back. And, and what's going to happen then? Well, I think that's what we really have to think about as investors, John, beyond the pandemic, right? Beyond the next few weeks for the election, uh, a vaccine, you know, beyond 2021 is really the view that you cannot run up the amount of debt that we have and believe that nothing gets done about it. In other words, at some point, taxes will have to go up. At some point, as we know, when the economy grows and, you know, inflation will go up, interest rates will go up, and, and there'll be a price tag for that. And, you know, there was talk over the weekend about what we're going to expect in Canada. We've had a massive deficit this year, uh, you know, north of $400 billion as we, you know, rescued the economy and people from the pandemic. Uh, there's talk that into the next fiscal year, we could be looking at a 70 to $80 billion additional deficit. Well, that's just money that's going to be added to the debt. So, I think, you know, for investors this week, John, they're going to be thinking about the election. They're going to be thinking about, you know, the pandemic cases uh, and stimulus. I think at some point we'll start looking out to, say, five years from now and what the outlook is for rates and taxes. And, and we'll have to make some decisions as investors. Ideology aside, political politics uh, not counting, just in terms of the pure numbers, uh which president or which candidate for president would make it better for the for the economy, better for the market? 
I think, you know, if, if we're talking about the markets, John, the markets at this point just want uh, less chaos, right, mm. less uncertainty. Uh, and we talked about this before, and even though, you know, usually in you know historical sense, we would think about, say, Democrat platforms not necessarily being the best platforms for markets. Uh, this time around, the markets are quite happy with a Joe Biden scenario mm. uh, with a wide margin, and that's the emphasis, how big of a margin if Biden were to win, does Biden win the election? Right. And the markets, if you, if you talk to people on Bay Street and Wall Street right now, John, they'll say, as long as that margin is huge so that we don't get a contested election and we don't drag this thing out, uh, we're happy with that. Uh, and in addition, they, the markets tend to think that a Biden administration probably is going to be even more stimulative for the economy than what we might have seen under another Trump administration. And again, that speaks to what we're seeing in the markets in the last little while. Andrew, I know you're going to be looking at things over the next two weeks. And if folks want to keep track on on all the stuff that you're talking about, where can they find you? Well, they can find us on pilegroup.ca, John, where we put all of our research, uh, our Friday newsletters. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a, a conference call. We do a bi-weekly conference call every Wednesday, every other Wednesday night. We're going to do a special one after the election just to give people uh, a view as to what the outcome means for them, uh, and especially means for us here in Canada, what we think the next uh, administration will be. So that'll be coming up on the day after the uh, election, but they can find information uh, on our website. Andrew, thank you for joining us here on Talk of the Town. My pleasure, guys. You have a great week.